podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to say for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids' summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash, too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickups. So, yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wines and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Cop Table podcast, where tonight we are previewing the Manchester United versus Liverpool game. This coming Sunday at Old Trafford. Joining me once again, Again, for Liverpool, we have Jay Riley. You can get Jay on the Radio City Fan Friday talk show and uh, regular with us on the cop table now. So, been a couple of weeks, hasn't it, Jay? How are you, pal? Yeah, not too bad, mate. You know, looking forward to this game now on Sunday and, uh, you know, hopefully Liverpool can get a good result after showing them far too much respect last season. Mm, yeah, definitely. And joining us for Manchester United, we have Jack Shuttlewood. Jack has uh, previously been on with the, the with us on the cop table before and has uh, kindly agreed to join us on the show again tonight. So welcome back on, Jack. How are you, pal? Yeah, good, thank you, mate. Uh, very good. Just uh, just got married. Um, so uh, oh, congratulations! Yeah, got uh, yeah. Thank you very much. Um, so yeah, all all lots of stress in my life at the minute. So uh, even more at the weekend. <laughs> Yeah, we shall uh, we shall be discussing that during the the show. But we're going to start off with yourself, Jack, and we're going to talk a little bit about Manchester United's start to the season. Obviously, twelve twelfth place in the league, aren't they? Not too far above the the relegation zone, which is um, which is not a familiar place to be honest, is it for Manchester United? So, how um, how has the start of the season been, in your opinion? Has it been as bad as what people are saying? What's your take on it, please, Jack? Well, I think um, if you look at you know the the, the start of the season, you know you, you kind of see against Chelsea quite impressive. We took our chances. Um, it wasn't the glossy performance that that probably everyone everyone wanted, um, but it kind of le- left me feeling hopeful. I guess you could say. Since that game, I've I've not really seen anything from them that's made me think anything different from any other seasons that you know with previous managers or anything like that so I usually judge a team I've said it I think I've said it before usually judge a team after around 10 games and I don't, I don't even think I needed 10 games for United this year um, I think it was after the third game I think it was against Palace I think we lost 2-1 uh, Wolves the week before we drew I think Wolves deserved the points Um it's not been good. Like you say, 12, nine points. It's worrying. It's, uh, it's worrying. We know big teams do this from time to time. They have a poor start. They usually come back good, but I'm not really seeing anything from them that makes me feel any different from previous seasons. I feel like we have, we go through this from time to time. We have good spells and bad spells and our bad spells come up, up you know, 
worrying times in the season. You know, you you, you want to start the season well. Uh, you can have points in the season where you probably dip in form, but you want to start the season well. And I feel that we haven't started the season well at all. Um, it's just been kind of a, like I, like I just said, it's an uncertain form and you can't have that. You look at Liverpool, they've got certain form at the minute. You know, going into a game, they're going to perform. Whereas United, I don't, I don't feel that. I don't, I don't get that from them. Um, so there's a lack of identity on the pitch as well. It's, it's not, it's not good. It's from, from my perspective, it's, it's not been a great start to the season. Look, I'm not saying it's unsalvageable. You know, I'm not saying we're not going to, you know, get ourselves back up there. Of course we can. We've got the quality in, in the team to do that. Whether we can, whether we can start to turn things around quickly or not is is the question that we should be asking. It's it's not whether we can do it. We know we can do it. We just need to start doing it quicker than potentially what what's happening or what we're seeing at the minute. Yeah, been a difficult start to the season, and uh, we'll see how things pan out this Sunday, won't we, Jack? Okay, then, Jay. Just before we we look forward to. The, to the United game, we're going to take a, a little look back at our game against uh, Leicester, which was our, our last fixture before the international break. We're late winner, obviously from from James Milner. But I thought Liverpool pretty much dominated the game and um, deserved three points for me. So, what was your your take on it, please, Jay? Yeah, going into the game, I expected it to be quite tough because Leicester have had a good start and. Brendan Rodgers was returning to Anfield, wasn't he, for the first time as an opposing manager? And you know, I just expected he, he, you know, you knows how to set a team up, doesn't he? In terms of like you know, good possession in the game, and that's how it pans out, really. I think the possession stats were fifty-one percent Liverpool, forty-nine percent Leicester. So you know, they were they were quite good in possession, but they didn't really create anything, did they, Leicester? I think they've got some very good players in their side, but never really created anything in the game. And Liverpool were the ones that. Look more than likely to get a second goal. I mean, obviously we scored just on the stroke of half time with Sadio Mane and we were just waiting for the second goal. And when it never came, you'd always had that little fear that, you know, the opposition, they're always going to get an opportunity in the game. And so it proved and Madison scored, didn't he, late on? And you were all feeling like that's it. Now I've dropped points for the first time this season. And, you know, I thought it was a poor goal to concede, really. I mean, Adrian's done really well, apart from one really bad mistake against Southampton that allowed Danny Ings to score. But I did think he should have done better with the goal. It went right through him, really, for me. It wasn't a great strike by Madison, but went through Adrian and was 1-1. And, you know, you were feeling that that was it. Then we dropped points. But, you know, this Liverpool team, now, you know, they've got massive resilience, really, and... You know, the, the belief is always there that Liverpool can win any game of football and, you know, Liverpool were pushing and pushing and then all of a sudden, I don't know what all Brighton was thinking, to be honest, because it looked like Origi had lost the ball and, and all of a sudden, you know, all Brighton's in possession and then he just loses the plot really. It was great tracking down by, by Sadio Mane and he actually, he won the penalty, didn't he really? And there's all the uproar saying he dived. Well, the, the facts are if someone, kicks you in the box, you know, you, you stand and leg, then 
you know, it's a foul, isn't it? It's a penalty. Yeah, of course, Sadio Mane made a little bit of a meal of it, but, you know, he was hindered, you know, in his progress. So he would have been laying that ball off into the path of, of Adam Lallana, who would have had basically a free shot at goal, you know, close range. So for me, it was a 100% penalty and they went with VAR check and, you know, they, they were never going to overrule it and upstepped, you know, the cool, coolest man on the planet, really, for me, coolness personified, James Milner. Slotted it home and Liverpool, you know, got the three points and deservedly so would have been a bit of a, a blow really, wouldn't it? Going into the international break, dropping, you know, dropping points in that manner, especially when really, you know, I think Leicester had two shots in the whole game. And that was, you know, just goes to show, doesn't it? Even though they had quite a lot of possession in the game, they didn't create anything. It was all about Liverpool. There's only one team that was going to win it and, you know, it was getting three points to get. Yeah, it was. It was great to get them uh, them three points and, and keep that lead at the top of the table, wasn't it? So, yeah, going um, back over to you then, Jack. We're going to talk a little bit about your your manager, Ollie Ollie Solskjaer. There's been there's been a few critics labelled Adam hasn't there, from from one or two angles, and uh, people are saying he's not the right man for the job and he's out of his depth, things like that. So, in your opinion, is is Ollie Solskjaer? demand to take United forward or, or do you see a need for him to be replaced sometime in the near future or do you see someone someone like a sporting director coming in to, to sort of help him along the way what, what's, what's your take on the, the managerial position at United please Jack well I think I think uh, everyone knows that the current structure at Manchester United is not helping performances on the pitch um, I think everyone is quite quite clear on that I, I I believe a, a sporting director may help may help the situation. Um, I just think a, a planning would help more, foresight would help more. Um, but we'll obviously get to that a little bit later. But um, I think in pre-season we heard a lot about um, Skullshire having you know uh, a level of fitness now in the team. Um, he's worked hard with the strikers. I read a lot about. You know, him having one-to-ones with a lot of the strikers and talking to them about, you know, finishing and, and that kind of poacher's instinct and all that kind of stuff. Uh, again, I've not really, not really seen that within the games yet. Um, time will tell. I'm not one to call for managers to be sacked. Um, I'm, I'm not about that. That's not me. Uh, I, I believe you need to have faith. Um, and a belief that the people that have put him there know that he's the man to do the job. Um, so you kind of got to back him for that reason. Uh, I think anyway, that's, that's my point of view. His experience, however, previous to this job is another thing. And it's another question altogether, whether you ask me whether his experience shows whether he can turn things around for United or not. I don't know whether he can. If you look at his experience. I think that him being a part of the fabric of Manchester United um helps and and you know puts you know him in favor to to do well um you know it, someone else wouldn't necessarily have the the faith that he's been trusted with uh, so you know for me he's not he's not the you know, manager that I would say if you had a pick of the managers, yeah, I'd want I'd want Skullshire. No, I'd, I don't think I'd, I'd say that. I, I think you'd be insane to say that. Uh, but 
at the same time, I think that, you know, he's our manager and I think you have got to have a, a sense of loyalty to, to your team. Not blind, not, un, you know, not ridiculous, but in a sense of, you know, at this stage of, of the season, who are we going to get in to replace him? I mean, I know obviously, you know, Pochettino's not doing too well at Spurs at the minute, but I can't see him leaving. I can see him wanting to turn things around there. Um, I probably suspect he's waiting for a call, a call from, from Spain somewhere anyway. So, uh, you know, I, 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 like I say, I don't, I don't want to, to, to sit here and say, yes, I think, you know, he should go. I, I don't want him there, but at the same time, if results don't change, um, you know, it's a results driven business football is and you know as much as there's business off off the pitch what counts is what's on the pitch and at the minute United aren't aren't providing that to the fans they're not providing that to the to the sponsors um you know it's a it's a big commitment and at the minute I, f- I feel like you know we're we're going into a <laughs> we're going into a point where you know I've, I've got colleagues at work and they're Liverpool fans you know we're speaking to them the other day about <clears throat> You know, we're kind of in that phase where, ridiculously, you know, with some of the players that we've got, we're kind of in that phase where we've not recruited well. And Liverpool were in that phase when they had Charlie Adam, <laughs> uh, um, Joe Allen. Um, they, there was a few ropey players that were brought in. And Gog, I believe, was, was another that was there <laughs> at one point. Uh, you know... We've not signed, you know, horrendous players, but the players that we've got are not producing anything at the moment. Uh, there's no creativity. And I don't know whether that's because of the players or because of the management or because of the structure, because of the pressure that's put on them now coming into Manchester United. Uh, it's, it's tough to put your finger on when you look at what's, what's, you know, causing the troubles at, at Manchester United. I don't think it's solely down to the manager. I think that obviously plays a part. Managers do play a part in 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 the success or failure of a of a football club, but I think it's I think I think there's more to it than just that. I do think though uh, that that results do need to change, and if they don't, then you know either e- either you know f- the the football players on the pitch need to change, or the manager needs to change, and, and inevitably the manager always changes. So you know I can only see it going one way if it continues the way it is continuing. And you never know if Liverpool come out and, you know, put one past us and, you know, turn us over, it might be the catalyst for it. You never know. So we'll we'll see. Uh, I I don't think he should go. I think time should, we should give him a bit more time. Um, I think time in football is precious, but I think it's needed. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, you, ha- you have to you have to be able to recruit well, and we've not recruited well enough to be able to compete. You look at Chelsea, what they've done, they've lost Hazard. We've had a lot of injuries, but what we've not done is we've not replaced people that we've either sent on loan, Lukaku sent on loan, um, uh, Sanchez sent Sanchez, on loan. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we've not. Small in as well. I mean, to be fair, the defence situation is not a problem for me. I think if you look at the season compared, like compared to last season alone, we've conceded a lot less goals. Um, so it's you know, I think the signing of Wan-Bissaka and Maguire were 
good signings. Whether you ask me whether they're worth that kind of money, no, but you always pay a price on English football, English football players. I think everyone understands that there's always going to be a, a, a price tag on them. <laughs> yes, yeah, it, you, you know, every team has recruited well. Liverpool have recruited excellently. City have recruited just the same, you could say, whether their players are now performing after such a long time, performing so well. Yeah, every team kind of goes through that phase where they have, you know, maybe two, three years, you know, absolutely smashing it and then go through a lull. Liverpool have been doing that the same period of time for as, as Man City, but they seem to now be pressing on because they're hungry. They were close last year and, and, and they can sense it this year. And now, especially with Man City kind of falling back a little bit so soon. Um, yeah, I, I, I can only see, you know, one winner this year, but you know, getting back to the, to the point, you recruit well and we've not recruited well enough at all. We've not replaced those players and, and, and we're now paying for it because of the, the people on the injury bench and, and all of those sorts of things. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's worrying, but um, you know, yeah, I, I I believe he should have more time. Whether we'll get it or not, time will tell. Yeah, cheers, Jack. A very honest uh, analysis of the the situation that's going on at Manchester United at the moment. And just to just to go back to the to that what you were saying, a few comments in the into the chat room and um, the. Day trippers guys have said yeah. very honest um, opinion and um, the confusion over what's what's a fault basically from yourself see, it seems to say a lot. Um, mm. North Red he, he's he's not so um, he's not so kind towards you. Still, I say Jackie, he's saying you sound <laughs> like a nice guy and um, you, but to be honest, your support was uh, unbearable at times during the during the previous years and. Uh, because of that, he, he doesn't have uh, much sympathy. And long may your misfortune continue. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's just a few of the little comments in the chat room. But yeah, very uh, honest analysis there, Jack. So thanks very much. Okay no then. Um, oh, back over to you then, Jay. After the the international break, it seems that we've we've come come back our, our players unscathed, and we and looks like we could possibly have a, a fully fit squad to choose from. I'm not too sure on. The situation with Shakiri, but I know the rest of the the lads have all been out there training this week, haven't they? So just um, I know you're not too keen on doing the starting elevens, but with with the players coming back, I'd just like to ask you about the couple of the positions. First one is um, Allison coming back in. Adrian, ever since you say that mistake from from Southampton, he hasn't really put a foot wrong, he, he's come into the side he, he's looked comfortable hasn't he, he's made one or two good saves, distribution's been good um, and the, the crowd have really talked to him haven't he, so with Alisson coming back from this injury, he's, it looks like he's had a full week's training behind him uh, is it enough for him to, to come back in against Manchester United or do you see Adrian keeping his place, what, what's your take on this one Jay? I think it's very, it's very difficult isn't it really to assess this one because He's literally had, what, four days training and been out for quite a long time, really. And Adrian's done really well, and he probably would feel hard done by if he was to lose his place to Alisson. We all know Alisson's probably the best goalkeeper in the world at the moment. And, you know, if he does come in, then there's no complaints by anyone. But I just think maybe he'll stick with Adrian for this game because 
get a little bit more training under Alisson's belt and maybe he'll start the game in, in the Champions League in midweek against Genk next week. Um, I don't know, there's two ways of looking at it, isn't he? Because, you know, Alisson is, is fantastic and he organises the back line and the defence seems a lot more assured, doesn't it? I mean, if you look at Adrian, we haven't conceded many goals, but we still haven't kept that many clean sheets, have we really? We always tend to concede one and, Maybe they'll look at that and think if Alisson returns, it'll shore us up a little bit more. But Manchester United haven't really tended to score many goals this season. I don't think they've scored more than one goal in about the last 15, 16 games. It's something which is quite remarkable, really, for a club as the stature of Manchester United. But, you know, it's just strange, really. They've, they've lacked a lot of goals, haven't they? It's only like the Chelsea game was, they won 4 0, didn't they, at the start of the season? And it seemed to be a little bit of a false dawn, really. I mean, if you watch that game, I thought Chelsea acquitted themselves really well. It was never a 4 0 game. Everton United it seemed to go in and Everton Chelsea it seemed to hit the bar at the post get cleared off the line. It was a freak game really but other than that United just don't tend to score many goals in games and you know, hopefully that carries on on Sunday at Old Trafford when we play them but I just think it's, it's a tough one for Klopp to call and maybe he will stick with Adrian for this game. Yeah and also You've seen the return of Joel Matter to, to full training this week, haven't you? Lovren came in um, against Leicester. You, you've also got the the midfield positions that we that we talk about week in week out, haven't you? So, just give us your thoughts. Do you think Joel Matter will come in, and who do you see Klopp choosing as his uh, his midfield three for for this fixture at Old Trafford, please, Jay? Yeah, with Matter, it's a little bit different to Allison because Allison's been out for effectively two months, hasn't he? Whereas with, with um, Matip, he's only really missed two games and the partnership that he's got with Van Dijk since basically December last year has been fantastic, really. It was instrumental in Liverpool going on to win the Champions League last season and, you know, that's been the best pair and there's no doubt about that. I mean, at the start of the season, Joe Gomez had a couple of little games for us and he did play in Europe as well, didn't he? But he hasn't really covered himself in glory. I think he's still struggling a little bit, really, from the injury that he had. He's, he's struggling to get back to match fitness and people might say, well, he, the only way he's going to do that is by playing games, but I just think Matip's ahead of him at the, in, you know, in the pecking order at this moment in time. Um, I was very surprised that Lovren started against Leicester, to tell you the truth. But to be fair to the lad, you know, even though he's fourth choice now, you'd think, I thought he performed really well. He'd done nothing wrong, you know, on the day against Leicester and maybe he'd feel a little bit hard to come by, but I just think Matip, him and Van Dyke together have been fantastic, haven't they? So I think Joel Matip will start the game. As regards the midfield, I mean, I've had a couple of discussions this week about it and people are saying Klopp tends to like, you know, fresher players, especially after an international break. And that is true. I mean, you know, you look at the fact that um, Adam Lallana, Alex Oxley and Chamberlain and James Milner have all been at Melwood, haven't they? whilst all the international boys have been away, the likes of Jeannie Wijnaldum and Jordan Henderson. I think there's no doubt about it that Fabinho will start the game because he's an absolute monster in the middle of the park. He's our best midfield player. He just knits everything together. Superb player. Um, it's just just like Cater as well there, Jay. He's been at Melwood uh, training. Yeah, the only thing with Cater I would say is, I mean, again, you know, how fit is he? Because he's coming back from an injury. He's not really featured much this season, has he? So he's another one, really, that, I mean, would you trust him in a game at Old Trafford? You know, a big open pitch where I'm not so sure Klopp will start him in this game, a game of this magnitude, to be honest, after not playing much football all season. 
Um, I think it's probably going to be Wijnaldum and Henderson myself. I mean, people were saying about the, the fact that they played 180 minutes of football internationally for Holland and England. That's true. But the last time they played was on Monday. So, you know, obviously it's a, it's a six-day gap, six-day rest, if you like, before the next game on Sunday against Manchester United. So if it was a three- or four-day gap, then I'd probably agree. But because, you know, obviously six days, virtually a week, isn't it? So I think they should be fine to start the game on Sunday. And to me, this season, the majority of games, he's tended to go with the trio of Fabinho, Henderson and Wijnaldum. And I think that'll be the case on Sunday, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, th- I think so as well, Jay. I think... Um... Back to the to the four three three formation as well with uh, Firmino up top, Salah Salah on the right, Mane on the left, and um, yeah, Fabinho Henderson and uh, Gini Wijnaldum. There's a possibility that that James Milner could come in for for either of them two, Wijnaldum and or or Henderson. In my opinion, I think Fabinho's nailed on to start. It's just like you say with with Milner being at Melbourne for them them that time during the international break, fresh legs. He, he might just choose to to go with Milner, but. We'll see about that on um, on Sunday, but won't we? When the team is uh, is announced, but uh, for you, Jack, obviously everybody knows now about the the injury situation at United. David de Gea has gone off in midweek; he's going to miss the game by the sounds of it. Um, Paul mm. Pogba is another one who who seems like he's going to miss the game, but it's not just them two. The I think the stouts over uh, Wan Bissaka, Luke Shaw, um, Lingard, Martial. Um, there's just Quite a bit of a, an injury pile up going on at the uh, at Manchester yeah. United, and and just uh, another one that, that one of the the fellas has put into the chat room. Um, North Ready said to ask the uh, United guy. Um, <laughs> there's rumours going round now that the your possible number two Sergio Romero could also be carrying an injury, which would mean uh, their choice Lee Grant coming in for the yeah. for, for the for the situ- for the game. So tell us a little bit about what you know about the Romero situation, and and then. Just just expand on the the um, the other injuries and who you think's going to be playing in this game, please, Jack. Yeah, okay. Well, I've not heard uh, about the Romero situation. Um, it's new to me, but if that is something, um, then crikey, <laughs> uh, you know, it's 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 one of them. It's you know, look, Lee Grant is a professional. I'm sure he's he's capable of of you know performing. You know, if if he needs to, he's not the the first choice, no. But you know, look, these guys are professionals, and they put on the, the top of Manchester United, so I'm going to support them. Um, yeah, it's 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 not ideal, like you say, with the pileup of 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 you know injuries. Um, you've either got to be able to pull someone from the bench to replace them. You've either got to be able to get someone from the youth team, from the youth system somewhere, if they're good enough to come on. And United have that. You know, Liverpool have that, Chelsea have that, Man City to an extent have that, but no one's getting into that team at the minute. You know, same with Liverpool to an extent. Um, however, they do seem to rotate a little bit more and, and have more youth uh, system uh, products in their in their team. Uh, it, it, you've got to be able to, to to fill the gap from somewhere. And United, although they are filling the gap from the youth system or from the people that you know that that, that, that purchased over however many transfer windows uh, they are filling the gap but they're not filling it well enough um you've got to be able to do the job and and, and the players that are coming on uh, are not are not gelling are not fitting they're not they're not they're not cohesive you, you know you look at 
I go back to Liverpool so much because, you know, just going back to, to, to the, one of the comments, uh, the, the lad that was not so nice to me, you know, look, I, I see football for what it is. I'm not a blind Manchester United fan. I think I might have mentioned that on the first time I, uh, I came onto the show. Yeah. You know, I, I see, I see football for, for what it is. If, if it's, if it's not right for what it is, then it's not right. And if it's my team, then it's not right. I'm going to call it for, you know, for, for how I see it. Equally, on the other side, I don't blindly hate Liverpool. We have a rivalry with, with, with Liverpool and, and, and obviously when match day comes around, it's, it's a it's a ban it's a banter rivalry. I I don't see it as a hate. I don't see it as a hate because hate in football, as you've hashtagged no knives or no more knives is it or something like that. You you yeah that's you know, the yeah that, campaign that, you support yeah. yeah. That needs to stay out of football. All of that needs to stay out of football. You can have a joking rivalry, and I'm sure that guy was you know obviously tongue in cheek having a laugh, and I see that as well. It's it's yeah. one of these things. It's one of these things that you, you you've got to accept. And um um um, if your team isn't performing, or if your team has these injuries, and 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 you can see it in the game, you know, forthcoming this weekend. I, I've seen the injury pile up list, and I've seen that Skullshire said that I think Wambasaka, uh, and I think I'm not too sure Martial Wambasaka and Martial. I don't I don't think Luke Shaw's. Luke Shaw might be a, a you know a, a possibility to start, but I think he said Martial and Wambasaka are um, likely to get thirty minutes. Well, in my opinion, if you're asking a player to do thirty minutes of football, surely they're fit. Surely they can do forty-five minutes of football. You put them on from the start. You know, you you, you have a stronger team. You you maybe you don't maybe incite a bit of fear into the Liverpool squad because right now they're flying, but. You maybe, you know, the Liverpool squad maybe go, hold on, you know, we've got Martial now to, to look at. He's, whenever he's, uh, sorry, let me start that again. When, I don't remember a season that he's not been injured in or, or had an injury through, but whenever he has had an injury and he's came back, he's always injected a bit of life into Manchester United. Now, whether that's because he actually attacks, you know, the defence and tries to, you know, get by them with the ball. I don't know. Whenever I look at Manchester United at the minute, I see our back to the goal all the time. It goes into the, into the, into the forward. Whoever's in the forward position at the moment, it's Rashford. We'll run at goal, but then we'll always check back, turn around, play the ball back up the side, up the channel, or it comes back into play and we knock it around the side again. And then we kind of get lost in, in play. We, we have initial moments where we're where we're not very good, but we we get forward and we look you know healthy in the attack. But then it just breaks down. We always seem to break down whether we lose the ball, whether we you know give it up. There's, there's no strength on the ball sometimes. It's 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 tough. And you know, going back to to, to the injuries, you, you've got to be able to 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 put people in that that can do the job. And with the lack of Martial, Wambasaka, the play, the the players that have been put in. Although trying the best, you know, you, I, I look at like of Mason Greenwood, Talith Chong, those sorts of lads. Like, you know, you can't expect lads like that to come on and, and, and absolutely, you know, smash it and turn the fortunes around in Manchester United. That's why you pay the big bucks for the, for the lads that, that come in to do that. I think it's tough to, to, to kind of comment on those sorts of lads because they're, they're, what's being asked of them is, is, is quite a lot. You know, but you look at the likes of Fred. You look at 
uh, Dallow potentially, who has been bought in, that should potentially be better. Although he's, I think he's been injured as well. You, you look at Ashley Young. <laughs> I, I'm not an Ashley Young fan. Uh, uh, might surprise some people. I, I don't know, but I don't think he should be anywhere near the starting eleven of Manchester United. I think he he is someone that loses the ball too much, cannot cross the ball, takes the corners seems to almost have an attitude on the pitch that I, I, I'm not comfortable with. I don't really like, you know, seeing Ashley Young in a Manchester United top. However, I know that he's a big Manchester United fan. So I'm very conflicted with him because, I, I you know, I, I know that he loves the club and when he puts the shirt on, I know he's trying his best for the club. So ultimately, that's that's all you want from your players. You want them to, you know, put on the on the shirt and fight for the club. I don't see that from some of the players that we've bought that, that have come in necessarily. I, I feel like Fred's had a bit of a bad rap. I mentioned him earlier. He's, he's obviously a good player. You don't have, you know, international caps for Brazil if you're not a good player. But when, when you're brought into this current Manchester United setup, you know, there's, there's, there's players that he's, he's playing with that, Almost have an attitude. I, I look at Pogba as, as, as someone that has a massive attitude on the pitch, whether that be positive or negative at times. It's, it's tough. You know, when, when those types of players, you know, aren't performing or are injured, who's coming in to do the job? And, you know, it's it, at the minute, no one is really, you know, stepping up and saying, oh, I can, I can fill this void. So you look at further transfer markets and you go, or transfer window, should I say, and and you say, right, we need to recruit, but you know, there's got to be a point where where players that we've got start performing, um, and and whether it it is time, you know, you need time for those young players to come through and develop, and then they'll start to perform. United haven't got that time, uh, unfortunately. Uh, I, I, I feel like they need to start performing now. Players need to start performing now. Um, because you can't be 12th, uh, after, after eight games with nine points. That's not good enough for Manchester United. That wouldn't be good enough for, for, for most teams in, you know, looking to finish, you know, eighth and above. Um, I don't think personally that that's not that's not the kind of form you need going into to wanting to to compete for the Champions League spots to wanting to compete for you know it's ridiculous I say wanting to compete for the Champions League spots you want to compete for the Premier League that's your bread and butter you want to you want to make sure that that's sealed up done with and for so long United have done that and they've done that with injuries you know previous uh, you know previous manager managers um you know they've done that but uh, currently, in the last three to four years, I've not really seen them be able to cope with injuries all that well, um, and it's okay. It's, it's worrying, I guess you could say. Okay, cheers, Jack. Yeah, thanks for your your input on the the situation there. So yeah, back over to yourself then, Jay. Looking forward to this uh, to this game against the uh, Manchester United coming up on on Sunday. Um, give us your your thoughts on how you see um, how the Reds doing in this game with a score prediction and uh, your reasons for them, please, Jay. Well, look, you know, make no mistake, this for me is still a, the biggest game because you know the rivalry between Liverpool and Manchester United, in my opinion, is second to none. 
you know, the two biggest clubs in England by far and most successful teams as well, yeah. I know in more modern times, like, they've had the influx of money from Chelsea and now I've got it from Man City as well. And at this moment in time, Liverpool and, and Man City are the two teams that you're going for the title they were last season and they are this season as well. But Liverpool and Man United still a massive rivalry and it's the biggest for me. And Liverpool haven't got a great record at Old Trafford. I mean, I think we've won there twice in the last... 14, 15 years or something, or maybe three times in 15 years. And the last time we won there was, it was far too long ago. I think it was 2014 under Brendan Rodgers. And, you know, Liverpool need to rectify that. And I think that I seen someone say the other day that the last goal Liverpool scored in open play at Old Trafford was actually uh, Ben Teche's overhead kick in the game that Marshall come on and, and scored on his debut, a, a very yeah. good goal that Martin Tyler mm-hmm. creamed himself over. Uh, no disguise on no, no what team he supports, by the way. Um, but it's quite remarkable, really, when you think of that, isn't it? You know, Liverpool haven't scored a, a goal in open play at Old Trafford for, for, for such a long time. I think James Milner scored a couple of penalties, hasn't he, in that time? Um, but last season, Liverpool just showed far too much respect for Manchester United. I mean, I looked at the, t- the lineups for the game and they had to hire in goal and Pogba and obviously they're not going to be available for the game on Sunday. They also had Luke Shaw at left-back. Um, they had Lukaku and Rashford playing and Juan Mata and Herrera in the middle of the park, who we all used to love to hate, who's moved on to pastures new now. But I look at the team that's going to be facing us at the weekend and... Yeah, we've, we've heard all the talk about all the injuries that they've got, and, but Marshall might be back and Wan-Bissaka might be back and even potentially Luke Shaw. But you've got to question the fact that, certainly with Marshall and, and, and Luke Shaw as well, they haven't really played football for, for six to eight weeks. It's quite a long time, isn't it? And I said before about Allison. He's a goalkeeper, and that's slightly different because you know he doesn't have to be as fit as an outfield player, shall we say? It's more about agility and reflexes. Whereas when you're an outfield player like Luke Shaw, we all know he's carrying a bit of timber, so you, you couldn't imagine him being the fittest, can you? Really, if he's missed eight weeks of football, so if he does play, then that's got to be a, a, a bit of a risk, really, hasn't it? Because how fit is he going to be, match fit? And then you also look at Marshall, who, who is a very dangerous player. He's a good player, and I think his games-to-goal ratio is quite good for Manchester United, to tell you the truth. But he's quite injury-prone, isn't he? But he's another one where he hasn't really played much this season. So that's another risk, really, if they're going to you know, push him, shoehorn him into the team when you know he's only going to be 70% fit or something, isn't he? So I just think United have got a lot of problems going into this game. And with De Gea being out-injured, he always tends to have a world against Liverpool and you know pulls off some remarkable saves and you know with him being out that's that's a massive blow to United really. But I still say this is going to be a tough game. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you go back to the seventies and eighties when Liverpool were the best and Manchester United had still beat Liverpool. They beat us in a cup final as well once. And then even when United in the nineties and and the you know the two thousands when United were you know, they were the best and they were winning the title all the time. Liverpool would turn them over as well. So it is like a cup final for them because it used to be, whether we like it or not, it used to be our cup final as well when, when Man United had come to Anfield when they were winning league titles all the time. So, you know, it's it's a massive game of football. It's two huge clubs with a massive rivalry. We don't like each other. It's as simple as that. And I just think they'll be up for this game. And, and anyone thinking Liverpool is going to be a cakewalk for Liverpool, walk in the park, whatever you want to call it. 
just, I just don't, I'm a little bit more cautious than that because if you look back to last season, Liverpool showed them far too much respect. Liverpool went there and it was probably our, one of our worst performances of the season, certainly in the Premier League. I mean, I think we had seven shots and only one shot on target. Yeah, we, we bossed the possession. I think we had 65% or whatever it was. But you need to cre- be more creative and Liverpool simply weren't. And this time around on Sunday, We've got to be more more creative than what we were last season. And it's not just about being creative. You've got to be clinical as well. When the chances come, you've got to put the ball in the back of the net. And Liverpool have, have struggled at Old Trafford, as I've just said there. You know, two penalties in the last, what, four or five years. It's not good enough, is it? You know, when you've got the likes of Salah, you've got Mane, you've got Firmino. You know, really do need the shooting boots on on Sunday. And yeah, if Liverpool get an early goal, then we, we could go to town. We could put three or four past them. Because I don't think they're great. Uh, you know, I think they're going to put men behind the ball. Tying it is on the counter attack with the pace of James and Rashford. Um, but let's be honest, this is not a very good Manchester United team. And Liverpool, I think last season Klopp made a few mistakes tactically. He decided to go a little bit more defensive-minded, shall we say. Put Milner at right back instead of Trent Alexander-Arnold. I think he was a little bit fearful after the season before when Rashford basically tore him apart and he scored two goals. And then also, I thought he made a mistake when Firmino went off injured by bringing Sturridge on because we all know Sturridge was finished. You know, his legs had gone. He was only worth worth putting on for 15 minutes, 20 minutes in a game. But there was such a long time left in that game last season. It was like 35 minutes into the game, I think it was. So, you know, virtually an hour left in the game, if it includes like injury time. And to expect Daniel Sturridge to, to perform to that level, it was asking a lot for me and it basically put Liverpool down to ten and a half men because we all know he, he can't run not on sticks with him. Yeah, he can shoot, he's, you know, he's decent in front of goal, but, you know, his all-round game is poor, he's finished, he's gone, do you know what I mean? So, I think Klopp made a few tactical errors last season at Old Trafford and he'll be out to rectify it this time on Sunday. So, I just think Liverpool will have too much for Manchester United on Sunday. I don't, I don't think it'll be easy. I think it'll be, still be quite a tight game. But I just think Liverpool will have too much. We'll create a little bit more than last season. Lessons will be learned from the old Trafford performance last season. And I can see Liverpool being the winners. Maybe I'll go for 2-0. I can't see United scoring, so I'll go for a 2-0 Liverpool win. 2-0 victory for you, Jay. Yeah, and uh, just a quick one from you. Jack, um, we have got the LSE yeah. Day Tippers live show coming up at um, 10, so we uh, just need to wrap our one up quickly. So if you could give us a quick uh, score prediction and your reason for that, please. Yeah, um, I, I had a 2 0 prediction as well to Liverpool. Um, like, I, I agree it's going to be a tight game, but I think, um, obviously, with our starting 11, um, you know, potentially Romero and goal or, you know, Grant, it, it could be a bit of a, a long day for us. You know, saying that it could be, could be a 0 0, but I think Liverpool have the gears, you know, to, to shift, to shift into. Um, and, and I think, you know, if 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 we get a chance, um, you know, and we take it, I think Liverpool will then press on even more, um, and and it could then be an even longer day for us. If Liverpool get the first goal, um, I think you could see a bit of a reaction from United, which might stabilise the game, and it could end up one nil, two nil. I think I think you're right. I don't think it'll be a romp, but I think it'll be a, a lesson in how to control a game from Liverpool if if it goes that way. Um, and, and United, you know, 
clearly need a, a few lessons in that at the minute. And I feel, I feel like it'll be a good thing if they do 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 that to United. I feel, feel like it might uh, galvanise them a little bit. So, uh, yeah, 2-0 I, I, I had down as well for, for Liverpool. 2-1 for you as well, yeah. And I'll just give my quick uh, prediction before we head off um, and do our, our thanks at the end, yeah. I'm going to go with a 3-1. Victory for Liverpool in this game. I, th- I think United will score. Being the home team, they're going to have to come out at some point and, and try and put Liverpool under a, a little bit of pressure. Um, like Jack says, if if United do score early or, or whatever equalise, then the the emphasis will be with Liverpool to, to press on even further. Then and I just think with Salah having his rest um, over the international break and what. One or two other fresh legs coming into the team. Trent's not played um, at all. Matip's going to be fresher as well. So I just think, yeah, Liverpool will uh, will ride this one out with a with a three one victory in in my opinion. So just before we go, say a big thanks to the LFC Day Trippers for putting out our live podcast. Big thanks to the at Liverpool online Facebook, Twitter, Instagram pages that put all out uh, put all our podcasts out on the platform, should I say, um, and also. Don't forget to keep up with the No More Knives campaign run by Paul Bentley, Lee Butler, um, the guys at Radio City, and lots of things going on with them, and um, got some boxing events coming up, and just lots going on with them. Get, type on into Twitter, hashtag No More Knives, keep up to date with everything that's, that's going on there, and, uh, and get behind the campaign as, as much as you can. So that's the cup table preview for for the Manchester United versus Liverpool game all done. Thanks very much uh, to you, Jack, and thanks very much, Jay, for, for joining me tonight. Thank you. All the best, boys. Enjoy the game. Thanks very much. So, uh, yeah, that's the Cop Table podcast preview all done, and uh, we will be back with our, our Premier League fixture uh, preview podcast next week. Thanks very much, everybody, for listening, and uh, goodbye. Get really into your favorite shows and movies all in one place with Flex, a 4K streaming box you get free with Xfinity Internet. Find what you want with your voice on Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, and more. No more jumping in and out of apps. And get Peacock Premium at no additional cost. It's a way better way to watch. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash Flex. Restrictions apply requires postpaid Xfinity Internet excluding Internet essentials, one device included. Subscriptions required to access streaming services. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.